everyone. This is Marty Miller, Regional Master Instructor. I want to welcome you to this week's Master Instructor Roundtable. And I'm here, as always, with my dear friend and fellow Regional Master Instructor, Miss Wendy Batts. Wendy, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. How are you? Good. As you can see, different location, right? So it's where are you today? Orlando. Orlando. Oh, so Orlando. Yeah, just be prepared. I'm on, I'm on that stretch. It could be a different spot every week, but you know, it makes it a little more exciting. It does. It does. I love to, I travel through you. So you just keep going and I will sit in my, my office and, and just be comfortable. How about that? <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll take uh, one for the team. I'll get I'm telling you. So. Well, today is exciting. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what makes today so special? Yes, we have a special guest today that's going to go over one of our newest uh, certifications that NASM's come out with. So I'm going to introduce Darlene Marshall. So here's the exciting thing when you hear about her background. She's an author, speaker, and coach at the intersection of fitness, wellness, and well-being with a decade of experience coaching and training for some of America's most recognizable fitness brands. As the world's only certified personal trainer and wellness coach with a master's degree from the University of Pennsylvania's world-renowned Applied Positive Psychology Program, Darlene is a leading voice in bringing the science of well-being to the art of coaching, lifestyle, and movement. She was named America's Favorite Trainer 2021 by BurnAlong.com and is contributing author to NASM's Certified Wellness Coach Program. So clearly, no better person to bring on to talk about this new awesome content that's come out. Yes, Darlene, thank you so much for being here today. We're excited to have you on board. And thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk about the things I love, which is like fitness, wellness, and well-being. Yes. Well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just start it off if that's okay, because you know what, looking at the content, I think NASM has done a remarkable job getting some amazing authors such as yourself to be a part um, of this news, you know, um, the wellness coach program that we're, we're offering. But I think one, one question before we even dig into actually the content and what it's about when we're talking about the course, I think it's important to, to really understand the differences between coaching and training. So can you kind of walk us through that and, and help us out a little bit? Yeah. Thank you, Wendy. And I think that that's a great place to start because, you know, I, having been in the industry for a while and I know you both have as well, it has seemed like over the last few years that at a certain point, people just decide, well, I'm going to call myself a coach now, right? Like I've been a trainer for a while. I've been certified for a while. I've got all these other specialization certs. I'm a coach now. And that's not necessarily what coaching is. And so I really like to think about it as somebody who does run a dual practice in personal training and coaching that a personal training client is somebody who comes to me and says, I have these specific outcomes on a specific timeline, and I'm designing a program to get them a physiological adaptation, right? I am the expert with expert level knowledge, telling them what to do, and then guiding them through that program. That's training. And I think anybody who's got a CPT knows, knows that game. But coaching isn't the same thing. Uh, coaching is facilitating a process of internal growth and internal guidance to help someone find solutions that fit their lifestyle that are intrinsically driven. And so, you know, the outcomes may not be as important as the, the path to finding wellness in themselves and finding lifestyle behaviors that work for them. And it's less about this specific physiological adaptation. So when we call when one calls themselves a coach, that's about guiding the process. 
And, and so I think it's really important that whenever we're throwing around these labels that, and I appreciate you starting here, Wendy, is that we disambiguate so that we're not muddying each other's water. We want clients to show up and know what, that they're paying for what they're getting and that we're on the same page. You know what I mean? Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys get it. I'm preaching the choir here. No, that was a great explanation though, really. Like, I think that that is something now, even though I may have understood it, now it's easier for me to now communicate that if I'm asked. So, so thank you for that. But if I could follow that up, if you can also explain, because this is thrown around a lot too in the industry, the difference between fitness and wellness. Yeah. And this one's a bit more of a, a sticky wicket, Marty. So uh, I, I appreciate <laughs> starting me. here too. Huh? Leave it to me to ask that question. <laughs> yeah. Leave it to you to ask the sticky wicket, Marty. Um, so I think it's easier to start with defining fitness, right? Because if you're in, if, if you're in a lifestyle practitioner, if you're a fitness professional, then you're already familiar with designing a program around whether it's resistance training, cardiovascular movement, quality, nutrition, right? It's about conditioning the physical self. So it's easy to start with fitness there. And I think about that as a subcomponent of this bigger umbrella of wellness, which is around the individual's being. So I think we say like physical, emotional, and mental betterment of life in the NASM CWC ad. And that's because NASM specifically sees this process of wellness as a process of improving the systems that allow one to step into a life of wellness. And so if we look at fitness, is this movement or nutrition, and I appreciate this trend in the industry in the last you know, five to 10 years of including recovery in that. But again, as a fitness professional, as a trainer, as a group fitness instructor, you're making prescription around that. Whereas a wellness is about this whole integrated being, like one's existence, <laughs> we're getting a bit esoteric here, because we include with that someone's emotional landscape, their relationship with nutrition, their relationship with their, uh, with their sleep or their movement. Uh, and so wellness is a bit more cohesive and integrated because it's all about that integrated personal self. Does that, I hope that came across and no, made, that, made no. sense because it's a bit more ambiguous than like trainer and coach. No, no, that's <laughs> perfect. Because I, I kind of view it as someone can be very fit, but not completely well. Because there's so much more than just what I could do from a performance standpoint in a fitness facility, right? So that wellness to me, I think you explained it very well, where there's all these other factors that have to be complete to finish that puzzle of total wellness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I think of it as if we think of the Venn diagram of fitness and wellness, I might have some extreme athlete that I'm working with who, you know, wellness be damned, I'm going to win right? Like there've certainly been times that I've got friends who are you know, competing in a bodybuilding competition or competing in a martial art and they're cutting weight and their wellness is suffering for their fitness, right? For their performance goal. Or you've got people who that Venn diagram overlap is really tight. Like fitness means wellness to them and it's going to be different for different clients. And that's where I see having the multiple skill sets of fitness and wellness of coaching and training to be a, a benefit because you can serve your clients in whatever stage of overlap they happen to be in, in their life. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. 
Yeah. And those of you guys that are just joining us, we are so excited to have Darlene Marshall here with us today talking about our um, CWC course. So we're talking about wellness coaching. It is a new product that NASM has um, brought for the forefront to actually improve, like improve our education, help us grow as professionals. And, um, and I'm just so excited to have you here. Uh, but that actually then brings me to a question now listening to what you're saying, you talk about integration, you talk about systems. And of course, that's what NASM's OPT model is. And Marty and I talk about how much we love it because we give you kind of a blueprint. So when you're looking at, you know, the, the certified wellness coaching course that, that NASM, you know, is offering, I have not gone through the content personally. I mean, granted, that is on my to-do list for 2022. And I'm very, very excited because again, I think it's very important when you're talking about the emotional side of the game, but can you give give myself as well as our listeners a little more detail about the content? Like, what are we going to learn? Well, I think foundationally, we want to consider that wellness coaching is facilitating this process of someone examining their own behavior, their relationship with movement, fitness, sleep, regeneration, nutrition, even their emotional landscape their stress reactivity, their recovery strategies. But at the core of that is what's going on in that person, in their systems, in their relationships, in their choices. And so within the content, and it is rich, it is, it is dense. I am in it right now. Even though I helped write it, I still got to take it just like everybody else. And, and right now I'm in the, the brain health and, and brain science section. So it's all of this deep dive into neuroscience, cognition, how the brain works, how stress reactivity and hormone profiles work. And I'm having to study it just like I studied anatomy 10 years ago when I was trying to memorize the quad muscles. <laughs> so it is, it's pretty deep and rich. And in terms of the content, what's underneath all of that is coaching. I, I didn't, let's try that one again, uh, <laughs> is, is coaching theory. And how do you take this hard science and then use it to facilitate a process in another person in their life so that they're making reflective, guided, uh, you know, rich choices on how they want to move forward with themselves. Awesome. So, I mean, do, do we go into, I mean, you're talking about brain health, just to kind of, sorry, Marty, to, to butt back in, but <laughs> when we're talking about like emotional and mental health, I mean, obviously we think about psychiatrists and psychologists and everything. And obviously that's, something that's not my specialty, will it kind of help guide me through like specific questions? Um, you know, are there, you know, um, different situational things offered in this course that can kind of help guide me on, on how do I lead that conversation, staying within my scope, but then also getting the results that I'm looking for? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the, the mental health component there, because I think it's really important to talk about scope of practice whenever we talk about coaching, especially if we're talking about things like emotional landscape or relationship with food. And one of the foundations of positive psychology is the idea that the absence of the bad is not the same as the presence of the good. So the role of a wellness coach is not necessarily to treat dysfunction, right? To treat anxiety or depression or, or anything else that's going to come up from a mental health perspective, but to help a client to build resilient, lasting, flourishing practices in their life on the positive lens side. And so that's really what that's about. And in terms of the coaching foundation, you know, 
one of the things that you evolve as you're coaching, and I'm sure you've experienced this in, in training, is that moment that your gut knows like, oh, this is the right question, or this is the right exercise, the right progression. Like I know just what is going to bring out the best in this client. And so just like your CPT cert doesn't make you, you know, a specialist or a master, that it's the starting point for your career. The CWC cert, Certified Wellness Coach, is, is pouring the foundation through tools like motivational interviewing, where you're helping clients to examine their ambivalence because you're asking them facilitation questions that help to unlock their own thought process. Because while training is about like, okay, I've, I've got this great program, we are going to strengthen your glutes and correct your imbalances and, you know, help you build a great cardiovascular base. Like that's all specificity and adaptation. The coaching side of things is let me give you reflection. Let me, how do I inception a thought into your mind that helps you move forward in the direction you want to go? right? We're trying to help them shift their thinking as opposed to shift their movement pattern. That's deep, That's darling. Good. Deep. Yes. <laughs> what I'm about? Welcome to the party. <laughs> we're just getting started now, right? Now that we're through that. And it's warming up. Amazing. And ironically, Wendy, when I was doing my coffee talk, you know, earlier in the week, somebody almost asked that exact question and I kind of shifted them to, hey, when you use the term you know, mental health, et cetera, you've got to know your scope of practice. And that's exactly why NASM has come out with the CWC, because we are involved in those conversations. And sometimes the things just drop in your lap and you have to know what is within your scope of practice and not in your scope of practice. And Darlene, I have a feeling that after someone goes through the CWC, there'll probably be a lot more clarity with that. And you've even touched on that already. Yeah. And I want to hop in there with something that, you know, one of the reasons that I was so excited to study positive psychology from the lens of the personal trainer is that I feel very strongly as CPTs, group fitness instructors, CWCs, you know, lifestyle professionals, we have the highest contact hours of any lifestyle practitioner. We see our clients and students more than their doctor, their physical therapist, their, their actual emotional therapist. So there's this great depth of opportunity that we have to affect positive change in our clients' lives. And having a broad set of tools so that we can meet them where they are within, within our scope of practice, but with also within our area of interest, right? Like my, my fiance, he's been a personal trainer for 24 years and he loves training. He's a genius at it. That's his gift. He does not want to coach. And so when he's got a coaching client that needs that lifestyle intervention, he flips them right over to me. And if I've got somebody that needs three, four sessions a week and some deep re movement repatterning, I flip them right over to him because that's his gift. And so I just want to, you know, put that out there that the, the respect of scope is about how each of us can serve whomever is in front of us in the way that recognizes our gifts and our interest and I'm not going to treat someone's depression. I might give them some lifestyle interventions that can complement what their therapist is doing, but that's not my gift. And I want to respect that gift in someone else. I love it. Right. No, well, that, yeah. And those of you guys that are joining us are here with Darlene Marshall. She is actually talking to us about our certified wellness coach 
uh, information that NASM, of course, the NASM is now offering on. Um, and, you know, we're just super grateful that, to have her here. And, uh, and, you know, then again, it kind of brings us into we're talking about the importance of it. And, and before we start talking about price and the, the in-depth knowledge, I'm actually going to go back to what you just said with with you've got your, your fiance, you've got yourself. And, you know, with what you do, I mean, you're, you're a certified personal trainer, you know, you're also obviously a wellness coach. So that means to, to me that you have a dual practice. Is that correct? Yes. And that is how I refer to it is I'm, I'm running a dual practice. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about how, how do you do that? Like, cause I do the same thing. I'm a manual therapist. I'm a physical therapist. I mean, a, a certified personal training. You know, I do a lot of um, coaching as well. When I say coaching though, I'm doing performance coaching. So I'm out on the field working with different athletes. So I'm not doing the wellness coaching component. Um, to the extent that you are. So so those are my services. And so how do you, because yours is so specialized, how do you off, like make that offering to your clients as well as market yourself? Yeah. And I think to speak to that, Wendy, as someone else who runs a dual practice, I think that this is actually the future for many of us in the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't think of how many trainers do I know that are also manual therapists or they have some other you know, yoga teachers, just multiple tools in the toolbox of what they're offering. And I think to your point, it's about clarity of message. And to me, it's also about integrity to the client. So I want to be able to meet my client wherever they are on their journey to becoming who they want to be when they grow up. Even my clients who are 90, it's who they want to be when they grow up because tomorrow is still growing up, right? And so I want to be clear with them about what I offer. And I want to be honest with them about what I think serves them best. So I'm thinking of, you know, last week I, I did a consult with a new client. She's already lifting multiple times a week. She's already got some routine movement practices. She's got some great foundational practices already baked into her life. And I was honest with her. You probably don't need me as a trainer. And she's like nodded quite emphatically. She's like, yeah, I've got the lifting thing down. I'm like, great. So what I think I hear is that you're looking for wellness coaching. These are the things I think we could work on. And because I met her where she's at and I was honest about what I can offer that she needs, she was really excited to start in within the scope that we had laid out together. So I think that it comes from transparency and being honest with your client. And also if something comes along, you know, different client also last week, I think on the same day, we've started in a coaching relationship, but we realized what he really needs to be doing is repatterning his movements. And he needs some, some in-depth work on that. So I said, look, what I think we're ready for is to move into a training phase. How do you feel about that? He's like, yes, I just want you to tell me what to do for a few weeks. Like, great. <laughs> Let's rebake our plan. Let's revisit our plan together. And now I've taken this client who otherwise I would have had to refer out. I can rework him without having to have him start over with someone else, write a training program. And then maybe at the end of this phase of training, he's ready to go back to a coaching relationship. And so having the dual practice means I can phase in and out wherever they are on their journey. So can I ask a follow-up question to that yeah. with, with your dual services? So for me, you know, again, if I have a client, I may say, Hey, you know, for me to do manual therapy as well as, as do your program, you know, it may be a 90 minute session. And it, again, it depends on the client, obviously it depends on their schedule and it depends on what we work out when you're doing your, your wellness coaching and you're, you're specifically speaking with this individual, are those usually like 30 minute sessions? Are they like an hour? 
I mean, how, how do you, how do you do that? Because again, I'm talking to someone, is that 30 minutes? Is that 15 minutes? Yeah. I run one hour sessions because I want to have enough time to really get in the weeds, right? If something comes up where we're examining your relationship to your nutrition and you start talking about shame and we start talking about vulnerability and where did that shame come from? And the relationship to that shame as a, a guilt trigger that then causes an emotional cap. Like, I don't want to be looking at the clock going, all right, I got five minutes. I got to like wrap this sucker up. Like what's your homework? We need the hour. Now, oftentimes when I've got a dual practice client, we are coaching and there's a movement program. So if we have a 20 minute session of, of the coaching practice and they're good and their habits are humming along, we go right into their movement practice in that hour session, or it becomes their homework to do that movement on their own if we need that time. So I like, I like the flexibility of starting with the coaching because mm -hmm. then to me, that's what's unlocking whatever's next for them and having the movement ready to go because sometimes you just want to pick up some heavy stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Sometimes, Marty, don't you just want to pick up some heavy stuff? That, and I love to like kick things and punch things, but that's just me. So, yes. Yeah. I also like <laughs> punching things. There's a lot to unpack there, right? So, <laughs> I'm more of a grappler myself, but I appreciate okay. a striker too. I'll take, I'll do it all. Like anything that's, you know, somewhat down the borderline of violence, it's just all good. Right? <laughs> Oh, wow. Catharsis. Catharsis. I'm telling you. And here I am thinking med ball slams are the way to go, but apparently I'm missing no. out on this. Like throw some, throw some punches. So okay. yeah, the floor instead of bags. It's still, it's still missing out on me, on me. You're missing out. But I, but apparently. On another note. So I'm so glad there's so many little pieces that you brought up that, that you know, make me start to think about a, a pivotal moment I had in my career. And I think this kind of also talks about maybe the difference between you and your fiance. So when I was looking at what I want to study for my doctorate, I really, you know, we went through disease care, healthcare, all things you've talked about. But then I was like, why don't people exercise? So I knew there had to be something I had to study in how people perceive these things. And I think that if the wellness coach was available at the time, I might have really truly gravitated to that. So even though you have this dual practice, can you talk about the benefits of going through this content? For people that at this point don't see themselves having a dual practice, they're more like your fiance that truly love the fitness side. But let's be honest, you and I both and Wendy knows there's always something people have in their mind that they may not share, they may have to battle to overcome in the gym. And can you talk about what the fitness professional will learn that may not have the dual practice, but they can really help them connect with people at a much higher level? Sure. I think back to much earlier in my career, many moons ago, uh, I was managing a personal training team in lower Manhattan, uh, pretty, pretty large training team as gyms go. And I remember my more senior staff, one of them kind of going off on a tangent one day about, you know, I can't get my clients to do anything. I just want clients that actually want to change. I want clients that want to show up and they want to do the work and they're going to do the pro. Like, I just don't, I don't want these project clients anymore. I remember thinking at the time, like, I love the project clients. Like, like <laughs> those are the people that you really see, you know, reinvigorate their lives. And when I think about that, like mid to late stage, personal training professional, you know, somebody who knows that this is their career, but they're starting to, to feel the gears a little bit in the industry. 
what I think that person can learn about this is how to recognize what's going on with that client and be able to ask some powerful questions about their resilience, their stress, and the ways in which internalizing the desire to change can really reboot someone's process. Because one of the things we're, we're, what we're really good at in fitness is telling people what to do. But we also know in behavior change science and in emotional research that nobody really likes being told what to do, right? Like we have this internal curiosity and drive to be self-evolving, to want to be autonomous and to want to know that we can do the things we want to do to get where we want to go, right? It's called self-efficacy. And so if a personal trainer, I believe, were empowered with the tools that help someone internalize their positive means to change, help someone build a sense of autonomy of self-ownership and evolve their sense of self-efficacy, the knowing that I can do the things that I need to do to create the life and the world that I want for myself, that a, a trainer empowered with those psychological skill sets is going to be so much more impactful than the one who's just frustrated by the clients who like refuse to change or refuse to do the program that they want them to. And I believe that that is what we've built with CWC is that set of, of knowing and skill set in a deep way that allows you to facilitate deep and meaningful change in someone else. And if I, you know, my fiance is probably going to be super annoyed with me that I keep talking about him on the show. But uh, if I use him as an example, you know, he's doing CWC right now too. And certainly he's been listening to me talk about these stuff, this stuff for years. I've seen it change the way that he talks to his clients when they're stuck. Mm-hmm, and right. instead of being, you know, whether it's toxic positivity, right, the rah-rah meaningless, let's just ignore the things that are hard, or it's, but this is what you should be doing, do it this way. We know that neither of those work for different reasons, but kind of the same. It's because it's no longer imbuing that client with autonomy, self-efficacy, and internalized intrinsic motivation. And if you no, can that's... tap into those things in someone, you will see them explode rocket ship with positive change. And I've, I've seen it in my own clients and now I'm seeing it in his. Yeah, that's, well, that's awesome. I, oh, go ahead, Wendy. I, no, I was just going to say, I think, you know, that's one of the reasons I want to take the courses. I think it's better for me too. I mean, not just, you know, what I can offer to my clients, but even kind of, you know, doing some kind of self reevaluation of, of the way that I think and the way that I communicate. And some, when somebody will tell me something, how I would react because, you know, if somebody says that I can't, like, I don't accept that. I'm like, well, why can't you, you know? And again, that's probably not the way that I should be talking to my clients. I need to be, I, you know, I'm a little hard around the surface unless until you get to know me inside. But I mean, to me, that's what made me. martial arts, Wendy. See? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just got to punch it out. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm excited again for my own, like just for my own self, but the, what I can offer to my clients, like to, to your example of your fiance, it seems like it is going to offer a better way to approach different situations. And so that's one of the reasons I personally want to take it, not necessarily to offer another um, service, even though I know now once after listening to you, that's definitely a possibility. And um, 
Yeah. So, so anyway, well, can I, I want to respond to that, Wendy, yeah. because for the first thing I want to say is something that I always say about whether we're talking about positive psychology, interventions, fitness, meditation, mindfulness, all of it, you have to do it for it to work. And I also think you have to do it to understand it. So if you are, whether you're taking this certification or any other practice to really understand it in a way that's going to help you facilitate it in someone else means practicing it for yourself. So throughout the certification, you're encouraged to use the tools so that you can internalize them. But in doing so, you're also washing yourself in these positive wellness practices. And it does change you. I mean, it, it changed me a ton in the last few years. And the other thing that I think the coaching scope of practice can really help shift in a trainer is I know for me, very early in my career, if a client was struggling or I felt like I wrote this great program and now they're not getting results, there's this feeling of responsibility. Like, why can't I give them the right dosage to get them to do the stuff to get that result? Like, what am I doing wrong? And I'm not saying that coaching just absolves you of that. But when you understand how human motivation works and you understand how uh, self-transformation, self-development work, well, I'm not responsible for my client's behavior. And so there is this shift of, well, let me help facilitate this process, but it's your process, which is very different from, I think, the trainer mindset of like, I'm going to write the perfect program and then you're going to be a rock star. It's, it's a different lens. Yes, for sure. And on this week's Master Instructor Roundtable, we're here with Darlene Marshall talking about the Certified Wellness Coach. Um, and Marty and I are super, super grateful that she has um, come to join us this week. And I think, you know, what you say or what you just said is so true on so many different levels. I can't even begin to say how excited I am that NASM's come up with this, this course. But, you know, when you're talking about the differences, again, you know, you you defined the coaching and the training to us in the very beginning. And that's why I wanted just to knock that out from the start. But, you know, when you're trying to market yourself, how, you know, you've got different services. Like I say, I provide different things and I offer different things to different people. But if you're just marketing yourself on social media and there's so much confusion with the titles to your clients and you say, well, I'm a coach and I'm a trainer. People are going to be like, oh, that's the same thing in the outside world, how do you bring more clarity for our trainers to truly say, this is what I can do to impact your life and then market that to the masses that still have that confusion of titles? Yeah, I think it's, to me, it starts with the integrity of oneself and what they're offering out to the world. So for the people who follow me on social media or they listen to my podcast, I think anybody who's coming to you kind of from the ether of the internet is going to have a sense of your footprint, right? They're going to look at your website. They're going to, um, you know, watch your socials. Maybe if you've got your own YouTube channel or, or whatever channels you're putting out there, they're going to be absorbing that content. And so I think it's important that your content aligns with your personal brand and your offerings and what it's like to work with you. Because I know for me, I've had the experience of paying for a service that once I got in the service, it was completely different than the that person's social. And I was so frustrated and disappointed and kind of felt taken advantage of uh, when that happened. And so the first thing I do is try to really put out a flavor of this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And I think, you know, also for me, I've got this unique set of skills between not just the wellness coaching and the training, but the background in positive psychology. 
So most of the time when someone comes to me, they're coming to me because they they've felt that they've picked up on the vibe and they're like, yeah, I want to invest in that for myself. So my advice to any fitness professional, regardless of your certifications, if you're offering training, you're a trainer. If you're offering coaching, you're a coach. And if you're both put both out there, hang the shingle. And then when someone comes in for consultation, have a way that you can assess, is this a training client? Is this a coaching client? Is it both? Let me reflect that back to them and make the offer in a clear way of what's best for the client. I'm not sure That's that good. I actually answered your question, Wendy. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you absolutely did, but it, you know, I, sorry, Marty, I, I'm, you know, I'm excited she's here. So I keep, you know, just butting in, but you know, so how, how do you, again, I'm just trying to think for myself and others that are out there, how do you put a cost to that? You know what I mean? Because again, you're, this client's brand new. They're scared to death to come into the gym. You know, they're already like, you know, you're going to be doing movement assessments. You're going to get personal with them. You're trying to build your smart goals. That's what we teach you as a CPT. But now you're, now you're getting deep. You're asking about all my emotional well-being. And there's a lot of people that, that have, especially during the pandemic, have had more emotional issues happen because of, you know, unfortunately, you know, people being sick and other, other events happening in their life. How do you put a cost to that? Yeah, well, and, and the cool kit of a wellness coach is going to be a little different, right? If I've got somebody who has measurable specific outcomes, yeah, we're going to set a smart goal around that. But if it's more intangible, right, if these are more subjective goals, then it's not about a smart goal at that point, right? It's, it's more ambiguous. It's about how they feel. It's about their enthusiasm in their life, meaning, purpose, right? These less, you know, less concrete, more amorphous outcomes. And in terms of costs, you know, what I have, have, have evolved in my practice, right? I didn't start where I am now. And so when I first stepped out as a personal trainer and I had a skill set to offer, yeah, I had a price point then. And what I've done is as I have built up my practice, as I have fleshed out and this is the advice that I used to give my, I, I always called them my baby trainers back when I was managing, back when I was mentoring, back when I was helping people evolve their their businesses uh, was, okay, build out your full kit, like get yourself full up in terms of schedule. Then you start adding that next layer of practice, that next layer of offering. And that's when you increase your, your price. Because at that point, you know, you're going to have some attrition. Whenever there's a cost increase, we see attrition. The price goes up, you have some attrition, but now you're still at a stable income because you had a full roster to start. Then you start filling that in with the new wave of people at the new price point. And so when I started running a dual practice, when I got my master's, okay, I had a full suite of clients, rates went up. Well, some people dropped their frequency, right? I'm not necessarily writing everyone's program anymore. We went to a coaching relationship at a lower frequency. Well, that opened me up to bring in new clients at the new price point while my income was still stable. Uh, so I think that's the question you were asking, hopefully. Yes, no, that uh, was perfect. Point. Yes. But yeah, I think I think it's really easy to like, oh, I finished this cert. Now I'm going to jack my prices up. It's like, well, if your roster is not stable and you also haven't practiced those skills yet, are you really ready to charge a premium for a brand new set of skills that you're still evolving and so I do think that there's something to be said for practicing your practice so that you really have 
the depth and breadth of knowledge to deliver on the things that you are offering to your clients. Oh, girl, we preach that every week. <laughs> you have to go through the model. You've got to do each phase in order to have an understanding of what it is you're asking your client to do physically. And now obviously you're talking more on the mental side of the game. So thank you for saying that because then it all comes back together. <laughs> well, it's all about integrity, right, Wendy? Like yes. It's, yes. it's integrity of offering. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to keep referencing my fiance. He <laughs> always says like, oh, I just don't want to be a charlatan. Right. Like I want to know that I can deliver on the things that I am offering my client because I want to have a meaningful, impactful practice. And so if it's a brand new skill, I need to get some reps in before I start going out on Instagram and talking about how great I am at it. Well, we literally say as a trainer, you at least have to have three good reps of every exercise you do as a demo. You don't have to be perfect for the 12, but you've got to have the right tempo, the right form, five kinetic chain checkpoints. So it really is about the reps in a different way, mindset, yeah. a different way. You know, we're talking something a little bit different. Mental reps. <laughs> yeah. well, Darlene, you've done an amazing job kind of definitely clearing things up for me, even though I, I, knew a lot of the content, but you just really laid it out in a very easy to digest manner to make me even want to go through it even quicker. It is on my to-do list. But I guess my final question is, regardless of how you would put this into practice, whether you eventually have a dual practice or if a facility has a lot of personal trainers, I'm going to take a stab here and guess that, you know, anyone that's charging for their services, personal training, et cetera, they're always worried about losing clients. My gut instinct on this tells me that if there are people that understand this content, whether they fully advertise it and charge for it or do what Wendy said, I'm going to have to think that there's going to be a better outcome because at the end of the day, you could have the best science in the world, but if you can't connect with people and truly understand them as a person, sometimes the science never matters. So have you seen that this is a great investment from a business standpoint? you know, because now you're going to be able to connect with people at a much higher level. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't catch the question in there, Marty, but I agree at least with the sentiment that you expressed that what I always told my baby trainers from the jump was that it's about the connection with a person. It's that you like each other, that you understand each other and that you can walk them through a process. And mm -hmm. I believe at the core of every lifestyle practice is the relationship between whatever you call yourself, whether we're talking about massage therapy, acupuncture, you know, mindfulness instruction, CWC or CPT, it doesn't matter because at the core of lifestyle practice is the connection between the facilitator and, and the person in front of them. And you're going to have a different understanding of how people's minds, their internal process, how the world works in someone's cognition, the way they perceive the world, like all of these different factors, you're gonna have a different grasp of it and a different set of tools to meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. And I think Darlene, well, you know, oh, I was going to say just to kind of piggyback, I think kind of where Marty was going, we talk so much about investing in our education. And, you know, we keep talking about different like dual practicing and services and all of this. So, you know, if somebody is looking to become a certified wellness coach, I think one thing that NASM has done that is something that a lot of our, our um, you know, other companies out there are trying to do is 
they've invested more money into this one product than they have in any other products that I think NASM's put out there. We have unbelievable contributors and stuff as well that, that have made this product what it is today. So when you go to the website and you look at, okay, this sounds amazing. And you see the, the price. I mean, to me, you know, I, I understand it because I, I work for the company and I, and I've talked to people like you and I know, I know all that's gone into it, but somebody that's looking at it for the first time may see like sticker shock. So can you kind of tell us a little bit more in detail? Like, yes, it is a high investment, but the return on investment is really worth it. Yeah, no, I, I hear you now. <laughs> yeah, I think the sticker shock, and I've been hearing the sticker shock too, is if you are thinking of this as just another continuing education cert, yeah, sticker shock, of course. Because if you compare it to, uh, I think I'm trying to think of the other one. So certified nutrition coach, there's corrective exercise specialist, like all of these other specialization progression certs. If you think of it as just continuing education, then it's going to seem ridiculously expensive, but it's not meant to be continuing ed. It's meant to be a standalone certification. I know many, many people who have followed me on social media, who listen to my podcast, who've heard me talk about the benefits of wellness coaching, who are not fitness professionals who are taking this certification because it's a standalone cert. It is meant to be equivalent because if, if those of us who've been in the industry for a long time and, and Marty and Wendy back me up on this, the industry expectation of a personal trainer has changed dramatically. Definitely in the last 20 years, accelerated in the last 10. Whereas people used to come in and say, okay, I want to like change how I look or, or change how I perform. Now we're getting clients who are, I'm struggling emotionally because of the pandemic. My therapist said that fitness can help with my depression, or I just need to do something because I don't feel good. I'm not sleeping well. I'm not recovering well. Like there's so many other lifestyle facets, or they started listening to biohacker podcasts and they want to know what you think of, you know, particular cold plunge practices. It's like, ah, oh, they didn't cover this in my cert. Well, they cover it in CWC. Uh, because we cover stress re reactivity and neurological and physiological recovery practices. What is chronic stress doing to your nervous system? Um, what is the HPA access? Like all of that is covered because we're looking at it from a completely different lens than personal training. So yeah, it's going to seem real expensive if you're thinking of it as a continuing ed, but it's not meant to be that. It's meant to be this completely new offering into the industry to fill this need of supporting people's lasting wellness and guiding them through a process of finding wellness for themselves. And so in terms to answer the actual question about like cost and ROI, <laughs> um, if it's a completely different offering that you're able to make to your current clients and also to a completely different client group, then, you know, Wendy, you mentioned people coming into the gym and being hesitant. I have many coaching clients who have never been in a gym and they don't intend to go in a gym because they're not coming to me for training. We find their movement in other ways that aren't gym based. And so there, you know, we have this subset of the population who isn't into fitness. And I think one of the things that we struggle with as an industry is inviting those people into a conversation about how to take care of themselves because they're intimidated or off put, or they think it's not for them. 
this opens up a whole new door to those people and invites them into our house, our fitness house. No, that's yeah. amazing, darling. <laughs> Over the last 45 minutes or so, really kind My of job. laid out exactly the importance <laughs> of why NASM created this and why they went out and got amazing experts like yourself and everybody else that you contributed with. So I know Wendy and I could talk to you for hours on this. And I have a feeling as we dig more into the content, we'll be calling you up and want to talk about it again. But as a takeaway, do you have any final comments for everybody here that has been watching in our NASM family that um, is either enrolled and or contemplating uh, their next steps? Well, I think the first thing I want to say is just an appreciation. I don't think that training or coaching is one or the other. Let me, let me try that sentence again. I don't think that, that one is better than the other. I think that both have value. I also think that they're not standalone. It's a spectrum and everyone on their individual path toward wellness and well-being is going to need a different place on that spectrum. And so what I, I think what I want to put out into the, the NASM universe here is that that thing that you want to do, that impact that you want to make in someone's life is going to be unique because you're going to have your own unique skill sets and approach. And if you have found yourself as a trainer, having that thought of, oh, I could do so much more if I understood how to shift this person's mindset. That is what I have found wellness coaching empowers me to do. It's to introduce practices and facilitate a conversation with somebody that helps to shift what's going on in you know, the, the most important organ of their fitness, their mind and invite them into a different way of approaching their own life and living, and then see what ripple effect that can have in their life. And, and so each of us has this ability to meet somebody where they are and move them on the path. And that's why we're in this industry in the first place. And this is just another entry into being able to do that in someone's life. Amazing. <laughs> well said. Now you can mic drop for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just hit the mic down. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Darlene, thank you so much. You know, again, your the, the information that you provided, your expertise, the way that you're able to do your dual practice and, and just clarify some of these questions that I know we all have. And I mean, it just means a lot that you took the time to join our, you know, join us on the Master Instructor Roundtable today. So we really do truly appreciate your time. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's such a pleasure to get to share about these things that I'm clearly so passionate about. <laughs> well, if you guys have any questions, Darlene, can you, can people contact you? Um, could, do you mind sharing your information? Like, yeah, email, absolutely. Uh, the easiest way to get my attention is probably through Instagram. I'm at Darlene.coach. But if you want to email me, you can email Darlene at Darlene.coach, because that's also my website. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And okay. as always, guys, if you have questions for my for me, you can find me um, on Instagram as well at wendy.bats13, or you can email me at wendy.bats at nasm.org. And Marty? And then I'm sure Eric, our amazing producer, is going to pull up. There it is. My Instagram's dr.martymiller72, and then email marty.miller at nasm.org. So first and foremost, Darlene, thank you again. Wendy, it's always been a pleasure. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Got some great content. And thanks for all that joined us. And we look forward to seeing you again very soon.